Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy. We're live, right? Uh, yeah, we're live. I guess we're always live, aren't we? Uh, not until we're really live. When are we really live? When I start, you know, streaming this, but that's, that's a ways down the line. Oh, so we're not... Right, so we're not live. We're recording, is what I actually meant to say, I guess. Currently, you're live to me. I'm live to you, and I guess that actually goes both ways. Yeah, and whomever else is in the room with you. Although, isn't there probably like a nanosecond delay or something through oh. Skype? Oh, there's way more than that. Yeah, so we're not live. No one's live. In many senses, the word, you're never live. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so we're going to have to redo that opening then. We're probably going to have to redo the whole thing. <laughs> probably. At least we're doing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. How long has it been? Is this a three-week break? Uh, I think it's probably at least a month. At least a month, really? I, I don't yeah, actually... You know, I can look up the date of our last one. Um, because I subscribe to them through iTunes, like all of our listeners obviously You're do. You're one of our 14 subscribers. I can just pick up my phone, go to my subscriptions, and our last episode, Pro Tip... Oh, it doesn't give a date. This is over a month ago. Okay. So, well, I guess I was right about that over a month. In that case, we have, we have lots to discuss. A lot to discuss. We're back strong, and we're going weekly now, right? We're going to go weekly. Um, there might be a change of format. There might be a change of a lot of things. But we, uh, you, you don't know even what? know what we're going to change. I think our best listeners are just going to stick with us the whole time. I, I think they will. I mean, we're, we're, we really do this for our best listeners. We do this for all our listeners, because all our listeners are our best listeners. Let's be You're right. totally honest about we that. We don't want to segment out. So, all of our listeners, I apologize. You are all our best listeners, and you're going to listen. Because you have to. That's what the best listeners do. If you want to be a listener, you have to listen. So, That's true. Yeah. So should we get get right to some content? What are we talking about this week? I don't really know what we're talking about this week. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't really set an agenda, did we? I thought you wanted to talk about Breaking Bad. That is one thing I want to talk about. I wrote up a bunch of notes on all my thoughts about everything. Oh, great. Me too. Um, but are we going to talk about Breaking Bad or are there other stuff to talk about? I think we'll t- let's talk about Breaking Bad. That's what the listeners want to hear. Yeah, the Phillies also traded two outfielders today, though. And the Yankees traded Chad Qualls today. Really? Yeah, they did. I didn't see that. Oh, God. When did they get him? A month ago? <laughs> they got him a month ago. He, like, lost two Phillies. games for that. He was awful. I meant to ask, has he, did he do anything good? He's, he was so bad. He came out his first um, appearance and, like, struck out the side or something amazing. And then after that, I, I doubt he got any outs. Well, he, he's not even trying to get out. So I don't know what his game plan is. Um, I think he just tries to put as many runners on base as possible and have him score an unearned runs because that's basically all that happens. I might be mistaken, but I think we traded him for a minor leaguer. Uh, he's not worth anything. I wonder when the last time that's happened was. Was a team traded for a player and then traded him in the same season? Um, yeah, Yankees trade reliever Chad Qualls to Pirates for infielder Casey McGeehy. I don't know. He plays. I know McGee. Yeah, he's. But uh, he's not. He's, he's not good. I don't think. No, no. He's, I mean, Chad Qualls is good. Right. Well, it's a fair trade. So that concludes our baseball talk. Yes, I guess it does. Uh, <laughs> good, good segment. Breaking Bad. You you want to you want to start with something? Sure. I mean, uh, let's just for point of reference for our listeners. Um, we are three episodes into this, the fifth season of Breaking Bad. That is correct. I believe this is the first time we've discussed Breaking Bad on the show. Well, we haven't had that many shows yet, so we haven't really had a lot of time to talk about anything. Sure, you know, you just want you want to get your listeners uh, acclimated. 
too. But yes, and I think actually television is one of our stronger topics to discuss. So I think we're on more equal footing than some of our other likely subjects. Yeah. So we're three seasons in. Five seasons in. Se- sorry, sorry, you're right. Five seasons in, three episodes into the season. Spoiler alert, if you have never seen Breaking Bad, you probably shouldn't listen to this because we're going to cover everything that's ever happened. Yeah, we're going to ruin it for you. The and there's a lot show. to be ruined. The entire show. Yeah. This isn't like this isn't like Seinfeld where you can start watching the middle of season seven. No. It's Breaking no. Bad. Breaking Bad. It's not where a if, you miss, if you miss one episode, you might miss the entire show. Yeah. All I right. mean, you can't. So turn us off. Actually, I mean, you're going to download, obviously, still. Just just mute this because we want to we want to make you feel like you got your your downloads worth and you listen to the whole thing. True. True. Okay. So Breaking Bad. Continue. We're three episodes in. And I don't know what your thoughts on the season are. I think it's been a interesting season. A bit uneventful. Um, but they're clearly setting it up to have a big ending last five or so episodes of this one half of the fifth season. So I agree with you that it's been a bit uneventful. And, I mean, this season's weird structure-wise. In case people don't know the details, it's one final season. Season five is being split over two years this summer and then the next summer, 2013, with eight episodes going to each summer. So for contractual reasons, um, I don't actually really understand the details. I think maybe they pay the actors less because it's one season instead of two, something like that. It's one 16-episode season, but they're really going to split it up for the viewers. So I don't really think anyone knows what's going to happen at the eighth episode mark. Um, is that going to kind of feel like an ending? Like, is something going to have happened? Because, you know, kind of in the normal season, around then you'd just really be building up to the kind of the huge suspense at the end, the way Breaking Bad usually kind of builds up. So it has been uneventful. Normally that's okay, but if all, if six or seven of these episodes are uneventful, then... You know, I'm kind of going to be left wanting a little bit more, wait, having to wait till next summer. Yeah, you know, one of the things that really um, is interesting about this season is in the, se- the opener of the first episode, um, we cut to Walter White, who is in a Denny's on what appears to be his 52nd birthday. They spell it out with bacon. Spells it out with bacon, just like <laughs> they do in the first episode of the series when Walter White turns 50. And the third episode of this season, when he turns 51. Right. Actually, and, no, I'm sorry, no, that's next episode. No, that's the third episode. The, scene, the scenes from next week. Oh, did I confuse it? Yes, yes did. I did. Because yes. the scenes from next week were just a breakfast scene with Walter Jr. Right, of course. So everyone playing the drinking game at home can take a shot for that one. Right. Well, actually, probably wait till it actually happens. You can do it now. I, I, I mean, this is, this is live, as we consider we, it. We won't know. Um, but not to interrupt your point, but one thing actually really... When I saw the 52 at the beginning and then the 51 now, I, like, I hadn't pictured this all as one calendar year in these people's lives yet. Like, that is so much in one year, you know? Like, yeah, four, it seemed to be that. seasons of a TV show in a calendar year, that never happens. I mean, Mad Men takes, like, three years off between each episode, or between each season. Yeah, it seems almost borderline implausible to me. That all of yeah. this happened in one year. Agree. If you won't go back and really add up the timeline, I bet it is very. I mean, cancer so treatments. So much has happened. I, it just seems fifty-two weeks. It just seems it just seems too short, and and less than that because it's not even his fiftieth birthday yet or fifty-first birthday yet. 
Right. Uh, but anyway, I think I cut you off when I kind of... No, the, the question I was going to ask is, how can we go through, how can we have gone through almost five, almost five seasons at this point in one year, and we have roughly, uh, roughly three quarters of one season left, um, that's going to take place in a whole other year. That that is the the, ling- the biggest lingering question for me. Um, people uh, have no, suggested the witness protection program. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Just, what do you mean? You think Walt's in the witness protection program in that flash forward scene? In the, yeah, in the flash forward, the reason why he is, is driving a car from New Hampshire as well as has a license from New Hampshire is that he's entered the witness protection program in New Hampshire and for some reason needs to come back to apparently murder somebody in Albuquerque. Oh, you don't know that that guns are for kind of aggression as much as it could just be for defense. Sure. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought of that before. Um, I guess it's bringing up a few things. One is, it's very possible the majority of season five takes place in, like, the normal pace of the show, which apparently is, like, an episode equals about a week of real time, maybe. Just guessing it's probably been about 52 episodes, actually. It's probably pretty close. Mm -hmm. And maybe the last, maybe just jumps ahead at the very end or something, and they set it up so you kind of understand why he'd be in that position. I don't know. Maybe they do just space it out more. So, But, I mean, there's 13 episodes left. 13 episodes to cover a calendar year. I mean, that's pretty normal for a show like Mad Men or kind of any, like, dramas. Like, that, that doesn't seem... Obviously not like 24, where an episode's an hour, but it doesn't seem that far of a stretch. I mean, it just seems that far of a stretch in the context of this show. Yeah, they, um, they haven't you, done You need before. to have some sort of period of, let's go with roughly 51 weeks, where there's not a lot of action. I, I don't feel like the show is going to jump around, you know, four months later, three months later, another four-month jump. Um, yeah. um, you, you would need some sort of period of inactivity. So, in my opinion, that could come of one of two ways. Um, their new business venture, uh, the Four Amigos, as Saul called it this week, uh, could go swimmingly for 50 weeks. Um, uh, and perhaps they have a jump. That. It just seems very arbitrary. Or there's some sort of catastrophic event where everyone has to go on the lam. Um, yeah, the, the, those are... Those are the two things I see. True. I, I guess I haven't given them enough thought to how they... Like, what different kind of storytelling device you have to bring in to account for that dead time. Yeah. And I, you know, bo- both of those make sense. I, I bet there are other scenarios as well where it could happen. I wouldn't limit it to just those two. I'm things. sure, I'm sure. Um, but back to witness protection, you know, sure. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not seeing that in this point in Walt's life. I mean, it, with everything, it's pretty clear right now that, I mean, Saul's almost a magician. Like it, the viewer goes along with the assumption that Saul can basically make anything illegal happen. He can money, money. He can launder money. He can make fake IDs happen. He can put his people as fake uh, city inspectors for the car wash. So Walt having a fake driver's license and a fake license plate, like that's all in the realm of something Saul could do. Sure. For him. Like I don't think that has to be a witness protection. Sure. And I also think at this point he's probably too proud and too confident. Too too cocky to ever accept something like that. I mean, the only I, other thing why why I would make the argument for witness protection is Walter White's different look. He's got hair. He's got a beard. He's got a like a scraggly beard. He's got thick rim glasses. Uh, he just doesn't look like Walter White either. 
in that scene. And he doesn't even look like a disheveled Walter White. Like, even a disheveled Walter White would still have the same high school science teacher, you know, thin-rimmed, large glass glasses. Okay. You know, the looks actually is a semi-convincing point. I've, I've put a bit, of, a bit of thought into this. Yeah, no, you have. And I hadn't before put as much thought into the, just that, that cold open of the first scene. So I still just don't see him going into the custody of the law. Sure. I feel like everything you're saying makes sense about witness protection. He just may be doing it himself. Like, he's smart enough to change his look, get the fake license, get everything, do it through Saul. I just, I doubt he's under actual government protection. Okay. So, so in any case, it might be he goes on the run by himself, yep. only to let things blow over, and then he comes back to settle something. Yeah. Very possible, very possible. Um, do you want to move, uh, can we move on from the first scene? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know how much time you spent thinking about just that scene. If you've got more notes, we can... Uh... I, I've spent a little more, but I actually rewatched that scene a few times because oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was particularly important. Actually, I'm, I'm sure it is. I have not rewatched that scene. But yeah, I, I, probably... I would recommend, he does have a very short interchange with the man in the bathroom, which I think is kind of telling. He sounds, yeah. he sounds defensive. He looks defensive. Um... And the man, the man, whoever that the the salesman leaves him in with a questioning like "good luck?" question mark, mm-hmm. and he doesn't deny it. So it seems it seems like it's a it's more of a uh, I don't know defensive move than anything. I don't know. Yeah. Let's move on though. Probably true. So so I kind of wrote down what my thoughts about each of the first three episodes so far. We don't need to go into each in extreme detail, but one thing I realized. And during the third episode, and I've read a bunch of interviews with Vince Gilligan, the creator, that were they asking the same question, and he kind of leaves it up to, he hasn't given an answer, he said it's, it's going to be very different for each person. And basically, uh, that was a long way of saying, I think I've gotten to the point where I really don't like Walt anymore. And it was this episode that did it for me. Mm-hmm. And what I was alluding to before is that everyone asked Vince Gilligan, like, what's the point where you're supposed to realize Walt's the bad guy? What's the point where you're supposed to not like Walt anymore? And he always says it's gonna it's supposed to be different for each person. And maybe it's taken me a long time because he's basically murdered Gail, he who was essentially an innocent man, although he cooked meth. He poisoned Brock, he let Jane die in Jesse's bed. I mean, he's been doing awful things the whole time. And I'm not sure if my even my reasoning for why I don't like him anymore is even convincing enough compared to other things he he's done, but just the way he's just so cockily, or he's so cocky and manipulative about everything now, like, nothing he says to anyone is real whatsoever. Not only is it not, it's not just that he's lying, it's that he has every conversation and their reaction and what their, the other person is going to take from it already, like, manipulated in his head so well that nothing's natural. Like, he, he, when he talks to Marie and he's, he knows he'll get her sympathy by giving her the Ted Beneke story. When he's talking to Jesse, like he knows he can get her to break up with Andrea, who's going to be a liability. Even Brock could be a liability, because we still don't know if Walt's the one that actually poisoned him directly or not. It's like everything, he's just so, nothing about him is real at all anymore. It's all too calculated and just, like he's become like this, this actual like, like super villain controlling, I guess. Right. I don't agree with that, actually, 100%. And I think that is actually one of the things that has made the beginning of this season so uninteresting 
is that yeah, Walt, never Walt has this plan and it never fails. And for the yep. first three episodes, Walt's plan has worked absolutely perfectly to yep. the way that Walt planned it out. And it's my opinion that Breaking Bad is the best when, one, you don't know what's going to happen, and two, things are going really badly. Uh, the whole show is about things going badly. When like, things go badly on Breaking Bad, it's when Breaking Bad is at its best. It's why the first episode of Breaking Bad is so great, because everything just goes to, sh- like, yeah. goes to hell in five seconds, and it's fantastic. As soon as he starts Breaking Bad. And you're enjoying the misery of others. I- exactly. But in these first few episodes, in fact, nothing has gone bad. Uh, Mike is cleaning up a situation. Walt cleaned up some of his situation in the first episode or so. And yeah. they got back to cooking, which was actually good. Um, it'll be really interesting to see when things start going bad. And I have a feeling that that will be next week. It'll be next week, or if it's not, it'll be the week after. But it it's clearly has to happen in these first eight episodes. I can't leave it to the second eight. Just, just like, no, no like, it, people will think of it as a disappointing season if nothing bad happens in these first eight episodes, I think. And, and I, think, I think you're totally right in that. Walt is is the supervillain at this point, and the, and they've done a, actually by making him infallible. They've done a really great job of making him the supervillain. Like he is, he is, the, you know, he or he wants to be Gus Fring reincarnate. Yeah, his mannerisms in episode two when he tries to strike that deal with Mike before Mike can even say anything, he stands up and extends his hand to do a handshake, just like Gus Fring. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, um, I mean, he even knows that Skyler's terrified of him and he 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 moves back home because he knows she's not going to say no she won't stop she won't throw him out like he can do whatever he knows like all the people in his life he just knows what he can do to them and basically just make them pawns like he can control what they're going to say based off what he says to them first like he just knows it i i agree and and then and soon that will come crashing down and i can't wait to see it it will the one thing I didn't like, I mean, I was just explaining why I didn't like Wally more, but I didn't like, I believe it was the very end of the episode, when after Mike counted the money and left, and then Walt and Jesse walked out, and Walt was like, are you happy with what went down, blah, 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 and he stops, and he's like, do you ever think about why Gus killed Victor, and now I realize maybe he was sending me a message, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was just... Even for for Jesse, who is is growing matured, but obviously still isn't the smartest person on the show, but that just seemed way too blatant. Like I would think Jesse would pick up on that. Like you know, like the way just Walt presented. I that. I mean, I and, think I think Jesse reacted appropriately. You could see him looking at Walt like, "What the hell is he saying?" Um, yeah, and, our, and it wasn't clear to me whether that comment was directed at Jesse. Or Mike. Oh, no, it was, it was Mike. It was Mike. Okay. But Mike, it makes sense. In that, in that Walt sees that Mike is, Mike is a middleman. But Walt really doesn't understand all the things that Mike does. Mike isn't just muscle, which is something really interesting that we've actually learned this season. Yeah, uh, that's actually definitely in my notes about um, season two. is uh, Not season two, episode two. That I really liked getting a deeper view into Mike's operations and who works for him and how he manages it and what he was actually doing. Yeah. Um, um, I, I do want to say it was great that we got to see Chow again. Great character. Uh, I think we're all going to miss Chow. Um, yeah, Chow. 
Chow, yeah. who we previously met in the warehouse, uh, sorry, not in the warehouse, in the, the chemical warehouse. Yep. He got shot in the hand, and uh, then he came back. He's wearing an awesome American flag tie in episode two. And then he got shot in the head. Which is in my notes. <laughs> awesome uh, American flag tie. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a good character. I don't know. He's yeah. very, he's very expressive. Out. Everything got about him. Skinny Pete and Badger back in for an awesome jam session in a guitar center or something. Totally. I, I actually I really like that scene. That, that was a he was playing real piano stuff there. Yeah, apparently he was really playing it. Oh, actually? Yeah. Which which makes it even better. That does make it even better. I mean Badger was just kind of Badger was clearly playing his part. Yeah, he, he did not know what he was doing on that uh, double next guitar whatsoever. No. But yeah, so I, I mean, I think Breaking Bad's been. I, I think the season's been good so far. I, I really like the second. I would say the second episode is my favorite, not only for all the Mike stuff, but I thought that Hank scene investigating Mike was great. I thought, and I've said this to you before in a non-podcast setting, but I mean, Hank's character when he's on the job and confident and knows he's doing a good job, and it's just so much more enjoyable to watch than Hank lying in bed screaming at Murray. Like, yep. he had all of his mojo back in that interrogation room. He knew, I mean, he knew, he knew Mike's whole story. Like, he, he had it, and he gets a toy with him, and it's, it's, just, it's just a good scene to watch. It's a very good scene. If, if anything, I actually thought Mike did a pretty unconvincing job of denying his involvement, which, kind of at first, I thought that's not, that doesn't really fit with the character. I think he'd be prepared for something like this, he would really be able to make it seem like he was very innocent. I don't think he made it seem like he was very innocent. But the more I thought about it, I mean, the game isn't... Like, I think Mike knows that they know what he does. Mm-hmm. The game's not about really even denying that, just proving it. And I mean, Mike's making sure that they can't prove it, so it doesn't matter what they know if they can't prove it. Right. I mean, Mike knows the game. He's a former cop. Yeah. He's been in this business. He, he's another character who's almost infallible. Uh, well, like, you, you, like you said, Saul's a magician. As a lawyer, he can do anything. And Mike is a magician as a cleaner. And Mike can do anything in that sense. So, one of the things I wanted to just briefly talk about, and the, like, the major disappointment I've had with this season, is how it seems like how willy-nilly um, Mike, Saul, Walt, and Jesse just like drive around town together. That, uh, seems, that was one scene, and it was a night. There was uh, another scene where uh, Walt and Jesse went to Mike's house. Like Mike is under investigation for serious yeah. crimes by the DEA. So I actually didn't think about that, but I did think about that it was probably going to be stupid for Mike that he himself visited all of... Uh, oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. It just seems like... It, it just seemed incredibly foolish incredibly foolish the scene where the four of them were in that car together. Yeah. That's a, that's a really convenient way to just end the entire series nine episodes early. Yeah, you know, it's... Compared to other shows and movies, and this isn't really like a cop versus villain show that much, but it kind of is. And compared to, like, these, the quote-unquote bad guys, the meth dealers, just don't really take nearly as much precaution... I mean, Gus did, but I don't think they would take as much precaution as you see in other shows. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a good example. I mean, they made made a point of, especially with Gus, about how careful he was. 
Gus, yes, but the others, like, there's just not a sense of paranoia to it, you know? Like, even when, um, what's the name, the woman in season two who worked for Magical came into the diner and, call, like, was trying to be secret, wouldn't sit in the same booth with Mike, was wearing a wig, called him a different name, and he just came over and just said, nah, no one's going to recognize you here. Like, he, he just doesn't have the same sense of protection and paranoia that I think a viewer is used to a criminal of his stature having. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting that, that them driving around. <laughs> yeah, the the four amigos. Literally driving around town, just looking at just looking at uh, real estate. Real estate, actually. There, there are also... so many like like somebody somebody who's in the DEA could see Mike. Somebody who knows Walt could see him with Jesse. There are just so many like combinations of people that could just see them and bust them in that one minute or bust I mean, them in their lie. Jesse's a known criminal. Uh, Mike's under investigation right now. Walt's dealing with a clean record, but yeah, if if they drove by Hank, that I mean that makes the show. Yeah, the show or or anyone in the DEA because everyone in the DEA knows Walt. I, I did like Through the Hank. scene actually when they brought Mike into a meeting with Saul, and Saul's kind of disappointed because he called themselves the Three Amigos, um, <laughs> and now Mike was involved. I think it's, Saul's view of himself is kind of funny. I think. I agree. Um. Yeah, I mean, that one, one more thing to talk about, and then we can get off Breaking Bad. I also know we're trying to keep to a shorter episode format these days, right? Correct. Okay. Is And I think everyone got this who watched the show, but the scene in the second episode where, and I forget the name, the old DA boss who gave that story about inviting Gus over for a barbecue on July 4th, and there's a different guy right under his nose, and then like you kind of get the view of Hank kind of just taking that in and thinking about it. I mean... I think it's kind of clear that it's going to a place where Hank is going to find out about Walt, and that's the last main confrontation Walt's going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much a given at this point. But um, if the show is any, you know, the history of the show is any example, I think that's going to happen later than we think it is. Yeah, you know, I don't think that gun is for Hank, although I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Hank's going to find out, and at this point, it's, it's Definitely not past uh, Walter White or Heisenberg to to take out Hank. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. That's a that's a strong gun, and it, and if you notice, that was a I believe that's an M60, and I believe that's the same gun that Tony Montana was using in the clip of Scarface that um, Walt was watching in this week's episode. Oh, what gun was on the clip of Scarface? Yeah, they like the, he's using like a machine gun. It's a it's a like an assault rifle. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that's not the kind of gun you use to just, like, sneak into someone's house and, and shoot them. Uh, no. That's a gun that you use to spray lots of people. You're right. You're right. Uh, but the more I think about it, I mean, Walt, even back when he was Walter White and not Heisenberg, like, he, would, he never liked Hank. He was always jealous of Hank. I mean, Hank was much cooler than he was. Walter Jr. went to Hank. I mean, in a lot of ways, Hank was, I mean, not a surrogate father because Walt Sr. was around, but... He definitely had a fatherly role for Walter Jr. They spent a ton of time together. I mean, even if Walt did not become Heisenberg, I wouldn't be surprised if like some small percentage of him wanted Hank to not be around that whole time anyway. You know, you know, one of the things I saw kicking around that is actually an interesting thought is that even if Hank finds out that Walt is cooking the meth, that he might not be able to talk, given the fact that Walt's money has paid for all of his rehab. Oh. Which yeah. might make for... Although I'm guessing you would take Walt to point that out to Hank. 
I could see that very easily being a scene. Yeah, exactly. Walt starts to manipulate Hank by telling him, like, you can't come forward with this because my drug money paid for your blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hank was, he had no knowledge of that, but that's still the type of thing that in a career can take you down. That would, that would destroy his career, yes. So it's a, there's a lot of interesting things going on this season. And I'm not so happy it's going to be two eight-episode mini-seasons separated by a year. Anyone is happy about it, except probably AMC, who I think is the one who did it like this on purpose. It's going to be much better for their ratings. I'm sure, because, you know, I don't think that when Breaking Bad goes off the air, small-town security is going to take, it, take up for it in the ratings. Sure, it's, it's pretty awful. I, I actually haven't watched it, but it didn't look very good. No, not at all. Oh, so we, we just did a pretty good job covering the first three episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's one of the, like, probably even more so than Mad Men. Like, we, we can just go on about every detail of Breaking Bad pretty easily. Oh, definitely. I, I think you can overanalyze every single shot. Yeah. That, I mean, actually, just I thought that's the shot of them cooking the meth in, in the third episode was awesome. Like, it, it was, yeah, you're, I, I agree. I think it was, like, one of the best meth cook. Uh, if not the best. I mean, they do such cool and creative camera work and camera shots and, and everything. I mean, even just them having, like, unpacked the whole lab into that tiny space was out of those black, like, roadie-looking boxes was awesome. Yeah. It was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it was, like, fun to watch. I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time thinking something bad is going to happen at any moment, and nothing bad happens. And it, it feels like Breaking Bad, but it doesn't feel like Breaking Bad. Yep, and now we've got a great breakfast scene next week to look forward to. Yeah, another great breakfast scene. It looks like Walter Jr. is going to get some real bacon. Yep, instead of the veggie variety. Instead of, yeah. It doesn't even have pork in it, right? That's kind. So, anything else we should move on to, or should we call this a show? Um, We might want to call this a show. Yeah, I think you're right. One, because it's not too long, and two, if we keep a show to one topic, it's a lot easier to listen to. It's true. Although we did kind of analyze the entire baseball season in about two minutes, but that's okay. Chad Qual sums up my baseball season this year. We'll call this, uh, he sums up the Philly season more than the Yankee season. Yeah, he did sum up the Philly season. We can put in the show notes a Breaking Bad podcast. We can talk about technology another time, like how I smashed my phone screen, or the TV I bought, or anything we want. All right. Okay. It's a show. It's a show. Cut it off. All right.